Welcome to Cowboys, not Eggheads. Home of the brave, not home of the fearful. The world needs more cowboys and fewer eggheads. We're everywhere podcasts are found. So tell your fellow cowboys, and let's keep the conversation alive on Facebook and Twitter. And now, Cowboys, not Eggheads, with Sam Fisher. Welcome to Cowboys Not Eggheads. Today I'm pleased to welcome a, a longtime friend and a, uh, a well-known blogger uh, of days past in the state of Nebraska, um, known as the Street Sweeper, Jerry Cradiville. Jerry is a very interesting person to know. He's uh, very well-schooled. He's very well-studied. And like the guests from our from my first podcast, Jeremy Aspen, he has the exact same personality. He is the debater personality. So Jerry's able to assume roles and question things, uh, and he uh, it, it inspires him. He, uh, he enjoys it. So today what I thought I would do is have my friend Jerry uh, interview me from the perspective of why exactly are you a cowboy, and uh, we'll have some fun with this. So Jerry, thanks for joining Thank me on my much, podcast. Thank you very much, Sam. I was looking forward to it, and uh, I listened to uh, the first uh, couple episodes, and I was very impressed, and I'm uh, it's an honored to be on. So, what you take it away? You are that we're we're playing reverse roles here today. So you you are essentially the host, and I am the 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 person answering the Sounds question. Good. So, I'll open the flo- I'll open the the waves to you, sir. Okay, Sam. So when I was uh, I was looking at your Facebook page recently, and you posted a photo of somebody close to you, and you said that that person was the inspiration for Cowboys Not Eggheads. Can you tell us who that mm. is and how we inspired you? That was my grandfather. Uh, it was Bill Fisher. Uh, <clears throat> my grandfather, uh, Bill Fisher, is a uh, uh, was born in the year 1912. Post note, I've been saying that Bill Fisher was born in the year 1912. That is incorrect. Fact check. Bill Fisher was born April 22nd, 1913, in Llewellyn, Nebraska, Garden County, Nebraska. Uh, he was the oldest of eight boys and girls, and uh, at the age of 14, uh, his father had bought a farm for him, and at the age of 14, he left school in the eighth grade to uh, go into agriculture. It was So the first couple of years, uh, I, I think it was for several years, he worked a farm in in Belmar, Nebraska, uh, in Garden County, uh, and he uh, he had help from uh, later on from his uh, younger brothers. Uh, one of them, uh, my uncle Pete, was uh, was really young. I mean, you know, th- think I mean his brother. So so a picture a fifteen year old and a fourteen year old and a ten year old <laughs> running a farm. That's what they were. That's what they were doing. Um, his father was a carpenter and he wanted the boys to, to stay out of trouble. So he bought him a farm. That's my understanding of the story anyway. And, uh, but his, his lifelong dream was always to be a cowboy. And he went to work for a guy by the name of Frank Barber, who was my great grandfather, uh, and who was a, a cowboy in his own right. Uh, Frank Barber's uh, peers or one of his friends was actually Buffalo Bill Cody. Uh, and Frank Barber was a very, very successful guy. 
uh, a politician in 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 uh, Western Nebraska, uh, retired at an early age, uh, but he was uh, he he owned farmland and and was kind of a rugged pioneer and ran with Bill Cody and and did very well. Uh, retired early, and his youngest daughter was someone named Edna, and Edna was. Uh, was uh, courted my grandfather and my uh, my grandmother Edna was actually an egghead. She 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 got married later in life. I think she was in her thirties, but she had she had actually got her her masters uh, in uh, at Columbia University oh, wow. in, in New York City. And but but uh, she like her mother Carrie Clack, who was also uh, educated, came back to be a pioneer woman, sort of. And and so Frank Barber bought a a. Uh, a ranch called the Sunny Slope Ranch, uh, and he never. It's my understanding he never saw that ranch, uh, but he was hired Bill Fisher to to run that ranch, and um, uh, he. So Bill Fisher started the herd with 200, uh, 200 cows, and they moved. The, he shipped those cows uh, via railroad from Texas. Uh, bought them from a guy by the name of S. P. Delator, I believe, in Texas, and. He, uh, by railroad, shipped those cattle to Ogallala, I believe that's where it was, and they they drove those cattle on a on a you know on a cattle drive similar maybe to what you saw in the movie City Slickers from Ogallala so, all the way to Valentine, and so there are actual stories about that uh, in in publications that you. So can when you read. say your um, your grandfather was so a anyway, cowboy, he was a literal cowboy. He was on a horse, roping cattle and and such. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They, 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 they. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he. They didn't have. They had a pickup truck, which was a truck wagon, and then they had six or eight horses. I need to read the story again. It's, it's in a publication called The Fence Post. But uh, uh, my great uncle Pete was on that cattle drive, uh, and he was uh, fifteen years old. Um, but that was, a, I think, it was a two-week experience. It took two weeks to drive cattle from Ogallala to Valentine, and they had to. You know, they had, it was literally they had to go through. Uh, you know, they had a chuck wagon there, and they uh, they they ate real good, I guess. They had an old army cook, and uh, he made uh, you know, literally made uh, uh, pies and so forth on a on a I think a shovel handle <laughs> or something. I feel like I'm getting the story wrong, but it's something similar to that. Um, <clears throat> and uh, took them two weeks. They had to get permission from uh, folks's. Uh, uh, you know, the p- people coming through, they had to pay them something the or whatever so that they could, you know, to to go across. Well, I mean, to stay at there, oh, they right. had to stay uh-huh. somewhere for the evening because they didn't they didn't drive them twenty four seven. So they did that, and then as they were going through these places, uh, Granddad would uh, get um, they most people back then had had chickens, and so they'd uh-huh. get fresh eggs and they'd get fresh milk, and that's and that's what they did. But you know, fast forwarding the story, I think that was. <laughs> Your testimony, remember? I think it was 1941. I believe that they arrived at the the Sunny Slope in in Valentine, which is south of Valentine, North Central Nebraska. And uh, he raised our listeners who aren't from North Nebraska. Central Nebraska, that Cherry County, Cherry County, uh, 5,800 square miles, 6,000 Lar- square people. Largest county in, and, the, uh, in the country, to, isn't it? Oh, no, okay. that's actually not true. Geographically, it's not. It's it's okay. there's a lot of big ones mm-hmm. in Texas and Alaska, but. Um, yeah, it's bigger than Rhode Island. I mean, there's fifty six thousand square miles, I think, and fifty eight hundred people. And I, I think, uh, well, twenty two hundred of those people live in mm-hmm. three square miles of Valentine. So you know, pretty spread out. But he raised three, three, three children. Um, my dad was the oldest. 
Um, his name was JB, and and he later had another ranch uh, they bought from my dad called or from my dad live on. And it's called the Powderhorn Ranch, and uh, the the sister moved to Lincoln, became an egghead, and the younger brother Bruce uh, stayed on the ranch Sunny Slope, and Bruce married somebody mm-hmm. by the name of Deb, who happens to be the senior senator in the United States Senate right now. But that's kind of the story of, of my grandfather. He um, <clears throat> he was a uh, he was a call it like you see it kind of guy. I've got lots and lots of stories that will probably unfold um, over the course of the time of, of this podcast. But uh, he was um, you know for a guy that was only had an eighth grade education, he was one of the smartest people I ever knew. Uh, one of the success most successful people I ever knew. I mean, the guy you know when he died, he had. He had uh, developed two very, very successful. So now, ranches. you know, you, you, when you say he inspired you, uh, uh, particularly for this podcast to talk about cow- cowboys and eggheads, it sounds to me from from what we've been you, you've talked about before that a cowboy isn't just somebody who who uh, who runs uh, uh, cows across the to the from the the train to the ranch, but it's more of a perspective on life and how one. Uh, you know, looks at looks and at, at the world and how they think and how they act more than you know what they, you know, w- more than what their their job is. Would Would you agree with that? Oh, absolutely. It's it's a it's a mindset. It's a it's a I don't want to say it's a culture, but it's a uh, yeah, it's a mindset to be able to do that. Um, you've got to have a different mindset, and it's it's it is hard work. Um, and you have got to deal with elements of the weather, and you've got to deal with stress all the time. Um, and it's not really a deal that you can just jet off on vacation on. I mean, I uh, my aunt recently passed away, and we were going through some of her materials and so forth. And you know, she she said that you know some quotes from Granddad was like, you know, who's I'm not going to leave the who's going to run the ranch? I mean, we're not going to run we're not going to leave the ranch because who's going to run it? You know, you've got to it's a twenty four seven deal. It's not, it's not a nine to five gig. Um, so the, the the downside of all that is it's clearly it's not um, it's 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 not a luxury job. But on the other uh, on the the plus side, there are many in the sense that you've got independence, um, your your own boss for the most part, and uh, <clears throat> um, you know it's it's just, it's it's a it's it's a kind of a romantic way of life i mean it's been portrayed romantically but and there's there's elements of that but the 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 hard work part of it far exceeds the any romance <laughs> but you know the i guess what i'm getting at though as well is that you don't necessarily have to be a you know w- working out on your own in the in the country to have the the cowboy perspective or the cowboy oh. outlook on life would you agree with that or do you? You know, that's a that's a great that's a great question. I guess you just asked that question, but um, I, I don't know how to answer that, Jerry, because I'm not sure I I, I know. Um, I, I I do think. Wow, that's a great question. Well, let me ask you this: Do you consider yourself a cowboy? Well, I consider myself someone that was raised in that background, but today I'm a I'm a blend of many things. You're, um, you're educated. You're a college graduate. You work in the I'm city. I'm educated. <laughs> I went to a private high school. It's one of the best schools, not only in Nebraska but the Midwest. Yeah, it's the second best school uh, in Omaha, probably. Uh, oh, there you go. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I think a couple of years ago it was a Blue Star, and I'm not sure your alma mater was, but. Uh, uh, 
I'm many things. Um, I, 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 I think, you know, in my DNA is, is just the lessons of growing up hard and, uh, or not hard. It was, it, it didn't seem hard, but it was, it was hard work and it was different. I mean, you know, if you, so yeah, I, I, I don't know. I mean, sure. You can be a cowboy with having live on a cowboy, but you're, it's, it's kind of like, uh, folks from Hawaii native Hawaiians calling people that move their howlies, you know yeah. I mean? So it's, uh, you, you kind of have to be born and bred if you really want to be truly called a cowboy. And, and again, I, 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 I certainly don't call myself a, a cowboy. There, there are many things, many skills that I, the cowboys have that I don't, um, one of the things that that was painfully obvious yeah no one of the things that that i that i sort of took from it when when particularly when you started talking about it and started talking about what a cowboy is and what they do is is a a sense of um knowledge that you've gained from your from your surroundings and you know so for a cowboy it's being out on their own and being you know, uh, self-reliant and, and, uh, and those types of things. But I would think you could also like, if you were in, in the city, like it, it, to me, it's the idea, it's the concept of being street smart, and not book smart. Uh, you know, that, that if you were, you know, no matter what your surroundings are, if you've learned from that and you've, and you know how to talk to people because you know, you know, where they're from or, or, um, you've learned things, you know, uh, how to deal with people or certain things, not because you studied it in class, but because you learned it on the streets. That's also sort of a, to me, that the, the, the way, like I said, the way we've, we've talked about it, the way you've described it is, is, you know, is, is you can be a cowboy in that sense too. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because what we're really, I mean, maybe the issue you have to look at, and we uh, have touched on this in previous podcasts, but, is is what's the difference between wisdom and what's the difference between education right right and and with wisdom comes it, it comes from experience and it, it comes from practical doing doing things that that gives you the wisdom yep. you're actually doing it you're not you're not studying it you're not formulating it you're not strategizing it you're doing it and and as a result you get wisdom you know, education is wonderful. Uh, it was something that was always uh, important that my parents pushed on me. Um, but there's just no substitute for experience. There never has been. And there's no substitute for for the wisdom uh, that that experience gives you. Um, and um, sure, I think you can, you could, you know, you could, you could, you could say that, you know, the Crips and Bloods are cowboys in some sense. And maybe that's, gives, the negative connotation of cowboys, but certainly that's what cowboy is being. It's, it's about doing it and it's about having the experience, um, where the wisdom comes. So life experience. All right. I don't so know. I'm not sure I could call Crips and bloods wise, but well, no, no, point. no, you wouldn't get it. And you wouldn't say just because you, you know, lived on a ranch doesn't make you wise either. Uh, you've got to, you no, you've got to have no, something no. to go with it. So here's, no. a, so here's an easier question. What's an egghead? Well, an egghead is, uh, in my mind, is someone that is book smart, um, someone that is, um, you know, may have all a, a lot of answers, um, but they haven't really applied it practically. Um, so I can study history or I could study, 
it doesn't have to be history. It could be anything. I could study mathematics, but, and you know, because I know the economics. F- How about that? Uh, well, maybe I, I we look economics. Econo- economics. Sure. Yeah. I could study it, but have you actually applied it? Have you actually owned a business? I mean, what's the difference between having a PhD in economics and owning a right. fortune 500 company? You know, there's a big difference because you've you've done the sweat equity, you've done the labor, you've done the trials and the the tribulations, you've you've gone through failures, um, versus an egghead who has not. That's the contrast. The egghead has not. The egghead has studied on it, and they're an expert on that particular subject, but they don't have any practical experience. They you know they have they think in theories and and study things over time, and um, you know, I, I just, I don't, I don't relate to that. Um, I, I'm not saying they're not important. Um, I think we need them in the world. Uh, I've never claimed to say that we don't need eggheads, but I do think that the world's better off if there are a few more cowboys than eggheads. Um, simply because cowboys have got the, they have a much better perspective. I, 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 I take it you, you, you think of your dad as, if not a, as a cowboy, if not a, an actual cowboy. And I've always heard a lot of different, you've always tossed out a lot of different great uh, one-liners from your dad. It reminds me of the, of that, uh, that website. It was, it was, you have to bleep this out. Dad says, and uh, your dad seemed, seemed like he almost wrote that. Can you, and I'm, I'm guessing you got two or three off top of your head that, that he gave. Um, that seems applicable in this, you know, as something a cowboy would say. Yeah, well, I've got a whole book of things that he said. Um, it's, it's actually a private book that my, my wife put together before he passed away. Um, <clears throat> uh, what are some things that uh, that he said? One of the things he said, this is actually a very humble statement, um, but I've always, I, 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 I don't, recently, I and maybe even today, it applies to what's going on today, today, for our listeners, is the day that there we have protesters storming the United States Capitol. But uh, the quote was, um, "There's not a, <clears throat> there's not a horse." And I'm, I'm not sure it's my dad's original quote, but it always stuck with me. And that is that there's not a horse that can't be roan. Excuse me. There's not a horse that can't be uh, ridden by a cowboy, and there's not a uh, cowboy who can't be bucked off a horse. I that uh, that's always stuck with me. Um, what else? Uh, one of the one of the ones that Dad said um, <clears throat> I actually read at his funeral was uh, everyone questions the Bible, but why doesn't anyone question Google? <laughs> I, 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 I think that's a good one. Another one that maybe apply to today is uh, he said everyone is temporary. You know, it's, it's not uh, it's, it's kind of profound. Uh, he would say we would talk about. And maybe though he would talk about the protesters today, um, you know. And again, there again, we're, we're getting into peaceful. When I say protesters, I'm talking about the people that broke the law, the people that the guy wearing the buffalo broke into the Capitol. The <laughs> right. Well, Dad would might say they were, you know, they were less than six pack people. Um, his way of saying they're nuts. Um, one more good one. If a man made it, then a man can break it. Lawyers and money can make it happen. There you go. That's another one. Your dad and Warren Zevon. Uh, Lawyers, guns, and money. Exactly. That's it. Oh, one of my favorite one. I never heard him say this, my, but my uh, <laughs> my brother shared this one with me. 
and this will be the last one. Uh, it might. Uh, my brother was in an argument with my dad about something. They just flat out disagreed, and and f- at one point, my brother asked my dad, "Well, but but how do you know? How do you really know? You know, which is almost kind of eggheadish when you think about it. But how do you really know?" And my dad said, "Well, I don't have to own a hardware store to know that I don't want one." <laughs> That's good stuff. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Well, absolutely. great. Well, thank you, Sam, for uh, uh, for allowing me to interview you. Yes, thank you for being my host for a day, and uh, uh, I'm sure you're going to be on several of my podcasts. So, um, <clears throat> you're always uh, you're always a good representative for people that think things through and 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 represent all th- sides. And you're you're always an interesting person to talk to. Um, so. And remember, everybody, that if you like what you heard today, please follow us on Facebook and Twitter. And uh, if you're interested, we've got 18-ounce coffee mugs. We've got shirts, that, uh, and we've got hats. And we, if you really want to get a premium item, I've got uh, window decals, big window decals you can put up in your truck. If you're interested in any of that uh, merchandise, just email cowboys, not eggheads, at gmail.com. And, Jerry, thanks, thanks again. Thanks. It's my honor. Look forward to talking to you again.